Take it and cash in while the odds have improved. Rothstein was a hell of a handicapper. I can tell you that. All right, one hour down, two hours to go. Let's do it. 11 p.m. Thanks again to Johnny Mac, John McMullen, for joining us uh, to get into some Eagles and the COVID-19 mess that's going on right now in the NFL. But they're keeping things afloat. Uh, Whether you agree with them playing or not, we have football tonight, and Man, I mean, I get, can we call it football? And I have Kelly Bidlin now joining me uh, from the VEASAN Network uh, to talk about that and uh, everything else going on. I know he's looking good tonight. Kelly, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, Ryan. How, how are you doing tonight, man? <laughs> Thanks for having me on as usual. Appreciate it. Yeah. No, I can just hear in your voice that you have uh, winning tickets in your pocket. I, I, I do, Ron. I'll tell you, though, I needed a bad after Monday. Oh, man, Monday was one of those days where you just want to curl in a ball and, uh, you know, not, not not see the light of day for a couple of days. I think I had I had the Bucks tied into two teasers at six, four and a half, and bet them live at two and a half. And then all the old Danny Dimes has got to go down and run down the whole field to play a couple four, ugly, ugly fourth-down conversions oh. and then a beautiful touchdown pass and ruin all of that for me. So I need, I need to bounce back tonight, buddy, and I'm, uh, I'm loving everything I've seen so far. This is a game that, uh, uh, honestly, I bet Green Bay at the opener on Sunday and just lay in two and a half. I liked the, uh, liked the matchup for them then, uh, especially coming off that Vikings loss as well. Um, was expecting a, a strong bounce back performance from them tonight, and then, man, as the week went on, it was I, I ended up tying them into a teaser again, and uh, went under on the the Forty Niners team total. This was this is a game right. I, I I just didn't know. I, we, we were talking this many changes to your starting lineups, I mean, both offensively and even on the defensive side of the ball a bit, but wide right, right receivers that. You're calling up from the practice squad and running backs that, you know, problems all over the place on the offensive side of the ball, no George Kittle. I, I just could not figure it. This is one of those games where I think people can outthink themselves a little bit yep. when it comes to betting. And it's it's just it, it was making an argument for me of how San Francisco scores the ball multiple times to keep in this game. As I say that, they score a touchdown, thirty four to ten. <laughs> right now. <laughs> yep. Uh and you knew that the garbage touchdown was coming. So oh, yeah. you know, congratulations uh to San Fran. Yeah, I've for... got a, I've got under twenty and a half for their team total. So let's, let's hope they don't get uh, the Packers defense doesn't get too too cute the final uh, minutes here and uh allow a couple more of these. But I'll allow one or two. One or two is okay with me. Yeah, there you go. And no, San Francisco, no way <laughs> they they get on the board again. But crazier things, uh, of course, has happened. Wide receiver Richie James for the touchdown to make it thirty four nine. The legendary, the, the, yeah, the legendary Richie James, the right? goat, the goat Richie. It's that Bay Area football fans have done so well for so many years now. <laughs> <laughs> He's right up there with Rice, man. You know, it's. They, right, have, exactly. they have those debates all <laughs> afternoon on on talk radio. Um, all right, <laughs> so 
I want to. So we're going to try and touch on as many of the NFL Week Nine uh, matchups that we can here, Kelly. But you do such a great you do such a great job, and we talked a little bit about this last time. And I, I want to bring it up again in a little bit different of a fashion. How can you giving advice here to the listeners when to make a live bet? And this is only under the pretense of I've made a bet before kickoff and either my bet is looking good and I want to potentially double down, so to speak, or I'm losing and I want to figure out how to get even or make, you know, whatever the case may be. Timing's everything with the live bets. It it really is. Timing is everything. I think that um, I'm a a big live better and it's probably what I would say I would do probably – half my betting, if not more, is live betting these days. Uh, My advice for anybody starting out is kind of like betting anything. It's really easy to, uh, you know, track this stuff on your own without betting a single dollar, right? So I think that this is stuff where if you're even just getting into betting on sports, period, and you're you're wrapping your mind around even exactly what a point spread is and and teasers that I know I talk about all the time and stuff like this, this you know, stuff of select a few before a weekend and see how they pan out for a few weeks before you start putting any money down. I mean, that's always a way to, you know, just to get an idea of, of, of the flow and how you might be doing. And, you know, it's really easy for guys to sit around at the bar and yell at each other about, you know, what they like in a game or what they don't like and how good they are and, you know, how they hit 71% during an NFL season. And tell you, tell you, do it. Do it for a few years and put some good money down and uh, then tell me, uh, you know, how good you're doing. But I think, you know, with live betting, it's really, it's figuring out the rhythm of the game. So it's, uh, it's different sport to sport. I mean, you know, NBA is my uh, uh, high, I would say, highest volume to bet sport by far. Um, and, and a lot of that's live betting. And really, the NBA, the opportunity there with live betting is uh, you, you're going to have more opportunities to, to hit that perfect timing for, for a live bet. If that makes sense, Ryan. The, the, yeah. uh, you know, football. You're get, just because of less possessions, less scoring. You're going to have. You have to figure out that timing in a, in a little bit more perfect, uh, perfect time in the game to make that bet. Um, now, so, so there's definitely certain sports where it's more advantageous live betting than than in others. Um, but you know, some of the simple things are, you know, like you pointed out a couple of different examples. I think with this game. Uh, you know, this game tonight, for example, I, you know, I had them in minus, in passing minus two and a half. I had them cut time into a couple teasers. It doesn't matter to me. I was still fully prepared that if somehow early the 49ers went up and I could lay around three or something with the Packers, I would have been back in on them live just because of my pre, my pre-game feelings about how strongly they were going to be able to handle the 49ers tonight. So I, I think that's another thing where it's, it's, Money management's a great thing to learn when you first start becoming a better, but once you've kind of moved on from that, you, you can't be gun shy. If it's an opportunity and the right time to make that bet, make the bet. You know, good example, the Bucks. I had a ton of money tied into different teasers and everything on that game on Monday. Uh, they got down. Uh, when they got down, I had an opportunity to hit minus two and a half live on the Bucks. Fired it, ended up being a loser. I don't regret it at all. That's a bet I would make every single time. Um, I think some of the easiest ways are for if it's a team that you like early and and like before a game and maybe it's a favorite, 
let the let the game unfold a bit and see if the other team scores an early touchdown. You'll you'll be able mm-hmm. to get that team at a much better price then than what you you would have gotten uh, would have been able to get in pregame. Um, you know, tonight's a good, another good example. Say you wanted the 49ers now. Well, the the Packers score in the first possession of the game. And so before the San Francisco 49ers have even hit the field, you're going to get a better number than what you could have gotten pregame. So I think there's a lot of that stuff that we talk live betting. That that's that's just those are big things that people I don't you know you don't think about because we only talk about it most of the time in these pregame numbers. But there's just opportunities there sometimes that that are kind of I don't want to say easy, but they make a lot of sense when you break them down. Hopefully in a simple fashion like that. I think baseball is another one where. Okay, it's the top of the first inning. Team goes and plates three runs, and you've got the Dodgers coming up in the bottom of the inning. Well, okay, you just get, you're about to get the Dodgers at a much better price <laughs> than you ever would have been able to get to them pregame, and they haven't swung them back yet. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I think, <laughs> again, I, this is definitely there are nuances to live betting, and what you said is absolutely right. Timing is everything. Um, and, you know, a lot of times you're not going to get the best number, but you want to try to get as close to that as humanly possible. Um, and it's all about the timing. And I, I would suggest that people just track it during the day, keep it open on a computer, keep it open on your phone, and just tr- see how those numbers move. You'll learn how the live betting markets move, and then you can start betting it and start feeling a little bit more confident in how you're betting it. Yeah, learn to learn to swim before you – you jump in the in the deep end. I know back in the day they exactly. they push you in and you either <laughs> you either sink or swim. But nonetheless, um, you know, great stuff, Kelly. Sorry, let's get into some of this uh, week nine action. And yeah. I want to start with Baltimore and Indy. Baltimore back to back now, uh, falling short again in a big game. And then on the flip side, you have the Colts. I, I still don't know what to make of this Indianapolis Colts team. I do not trust Philip Rivers. I like Philip Rivers, and I also hate his face sometimes too. I just can't. <laughs> I can't get a grasp on the dude, and I don't want to put my money on him. But they're tied now with the Titans um, for the best record in their division. What mm-hmm. do you see here in this game? Um, you know, going in with uh, Baltimore one and a half favored on the road, total at forty-eight. Yeah, it sounds like you're leaning a little bit the same way I am. I, I would say this Packers game was my favorite. Uh, this Packers side was my favorite play of the week. Uh, honestly, my second favorite is probably the Ravens. Um, and this is not a uh, yeah. A, a little background: I'm, I, I covered Lamar Jackson when he was playing high school football. It was one of the most incredible things you could have ever witnessed. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, a seventeen a seventeen year old dude to other seventeen year olds, um, but. It was, it was very apparent even back in those days and through his college days. Don't get me wrong. He had gotten a lot better with this. But accuracy was always going to be an issue. And decision-making is it, it, something I've, I've, I've watched throughout his entire career. Um, on, honestly, I've caught a lot of heat sometimes from saying this when he's, you know, leading teams to, uh, uh, you know, fantastic regular seasons like he has uh, the past couple of years. Um, he's a freak athlete. He's amazing to watch. Um, I think what the Steelers did to him last week is a perfect example. You can, you can, you know, John Harbaugh can set that team up to run for over 200 yards, but Lamar's got to be able to make those passes when they need. Um, and he's got to be able to, you know, mix up the game plan and be able to add a passing, uh, be able to add to the passing game. So um, I would say, having said all that, 
I, I think this is a buy-low spot for the Ravens. I think it's a really well-coached team. I think if, if, if they're not fired up after that loss to the Steelers last, last week, uh, I, you know, there, there's a lot more questions people are going to be asked, uh, asking about this team. I like them this week. What you said about Indianapolis, uh, pretty spot on. I mean, in, you know, Indianapolis, uh, you don't know how much you look at, you know, DVOA and what football outsiders do, incredible statistic. Uh, uh, when you're looking at how these teams really do, uh, the Colts are up there. They're, they're one of, I think they're top five in DVOA this season. They have, you know, it's a solid defense, and it's, uh, you know, everything what we thought coming into the year as far as how good they are in the trenches. You've got a great defensive line, good offensive line there. Uh, the questions really have been is how good could Philip Rivers be for them, right? And I, I'm with you with everything that you said. I, you know, he lit it up last week. He had a great week last week against the Lions. Uh, but for the most part this season, it's been kind of Jekyll or Hyde, right? You don't, you don't know. Uh, he, you know, there's been times where he looks well past his prime, looks like he's not going to be able to do much, uh, you know, for this franchise, and he's kind of on his final legs. And then he goes out last week and, you know, carves up the Detroit Lions. Now, I'd, I'd like to say that, that the Ravens have a better defense than the Lions, and I don't think something like that's going to happen again. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm on the Ravens uh, this week. I, I, the fact that you could get them at uh, anything under three uh, is, is fantastic. That's a bet I've already made. Uh, you know, on the flip side, if you're, you know, we talked about a, bun- a bunch about this last week when I was on the show. Teasers, this is a great spot for a teaser if you like the Colts. Being able to tease them through the three, through the seven, get them up to eight, you know, seven and a half or eight, depending on what numbers you're looking at right now. Uh, you know, that's a great teaser spot, and it's one that one that I, I would usually play. It's just a team that I'm not – a team and a spot uh, that, that I'm not going to be doing that with this week. You're an NBA guy, and I said this the other day, Kelly. I, I compared Lamar Jackson to Giannis Antetokounmpo. He's a, they're freak athletes. They dominate in the regular season, MVPs, and they've fallen short on the big stage for whatever reason, fair or foul. Yeah, and it's uh, – I would say that's a that's a fair comparison. Um, I guess I would also say, though, this is we, – we are still very early in both their careers, right? Yes, yeah, I, I, yes, yes for sure. It's very okay to, to give them some growing pains, and they're going to learn the hard way. And, no, yeah, absolutely. Giannis, Giannis learned that the hard way. Uh, Budenholzer learned that the hard way when he got completely outcoached by Eric Spolstra. And it's uh, – you know, they'll, they'll grow. They'll get, they'll get better. I, the, the, the thing for me is – I guess when we talk about those two, it's a lot easier in my mind for Giannis to develop a outside shooting game and, uh, you know, you know, learn how to incorporate his teammates and hopefully they get him some better teammates as well up there in Milwaukee if he ends up staying there. Um, but, you know, Lamar Jackson, I think these are the, it's the same questions I've had since he was 16 years old. You know, can he, yeah. can he make that accurate throw when it matters? on that 15-yard out. He's got all the arm strength in the world, and he's a freak athlete, obviously, with his legs. But in that big moment, can he make that big-time big throw that every NFL quarterback needs to be able to make? And he's only shown it, you know, a, a few times when it's mattered that he can. Big game for him and the Ravens as they take on the Colts, and they need to bounce back with a win. All right, another game here I want to get to, the Seattle Seahawks on the road against Buffalo. And I'll give you my thoughts and, and who I like. <laughs> yeah. uh, sign me up, man, for Seattle. All these people saying it's a letdown game and traveling across the country. And fair, okay, factor it in. Um, but at the end of the day, I know Seattle's defense is a mess. 
that Buffalo offense isn't good enough. Seattle's still going to put up a ton of points, and I don't think Buffalo is going to be able to keep up. Bills are 6-2. and two, Seahawks are 6-1. and one, Seattle minus three. What's your thoughts, Kelly? Yeah, the uh, I mean, Seattle's a team. I, I don't know that there's a team I've done on more this year than Seattle. Uh, I am a uh, diehard Russell Wilson fan. Uh, yep. <laughs> I, I, you, teed, you teed me up perfect, Ryan. It's, it's going to be very few times where I'm going to talk negatively about the Seahawks. I would say this is a game I, I lean Seattle. I, I do take into account a little bit the uh, – uh, the travel, the early, the early, early. Uh, no, nah, I didn't mean to mock you. I'm morning, sorry. Early morning, but early afternoon for these guys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, the it, they get Jamal Adams back. I, I think Jamal Adams is supposed to be back this week. That's going to be big for that defense, without a doubt. Um, I would tend to lean with exactly what you said. At the end of the, the end of the day, I think this becomes a bit of a shootout. Um, and I just don't think the Bills or, you know, possibly any team in the NFL, maybe besides maybe the Chiefs, can actually keep up with the Seahawks when it becomes a shootout. Uh, and, and so I guess I would lean that way. That is not a game I have bet yet. Honestly, I've got to, I've got to dig into that one a bit more. Um, yeah. But I, I would, it would probably be Seattle or pass for me. Totals at 54-and-a-half. We both mentioned high scoring. 62% of the public bets are taking – uh, the over. All right, another game here, Kelly. The Chicago Bears yeah. on the road against Tennessee. Tennessee. Some people are uh, sounding the alarm, and, and they're six and a half point favorites. The totals forty six and a half. The Bears. Yes, I agree with everyone. I think they're a little bit overrated, but you still have to respect them a little bit. And it seems like a big number for Tennessee. I, I don't really know about this game right now. I lean towards the Titans at the moment, but I'm not confident. Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, one of the one of the games we always like to play at the end of the week in primetime action is uh, you know kind of which which game would you not want anything to do with? Uh, <laughs> you know that week. This might be it for me. This is uh, uh, you know the, the, for the Bears. You've got to respect their defense absolutely. I don't have to respect their offense whatsoever. Oh, no. my gosh, it's atrocious. <laughs> I, I mean, it's the uh, – um, and, and, you know, the Titans, uh, you know, like I said, I spent, I, spent, I spent many years in South Florida covering teams down there. The, Mark Jackson was one I was able to cover when he was playing high school ball. You know, I also spent a lot of time around Ryan Tannehill. So, I'm sorry. I, I've been one of the guys who's uh, been very slow to the party of the, the Ryan Tannehill resurgence in uh, – in uh, Tennessee there. And uh, don't get wrong, that cost me some money last year. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but, you know, this team, that team's got some question marks right now. That was a game I lost money on last week. I thought I thought they'd roll into Cincinnati, and Cincinnati would have no ability to stop their running game whatsoever. And, and honestly, Cincinnati looks like the better football team by the, by the end of that game. Uh, they've got some issues. Um, you know, I, I, would, uh, I would probably lean – uh, I, the Titans there, but th- that is a game I will be having nothing to do with. That's that's for sure. Yeah, I'm with you on that. It's uh, it's too tough to call. No, thank you. There's plenty of other options. All right, another game here. We'll try yeah. and do a couple more. I appreciate you sticking with me. Yeah. Um, the Cardinals at home, and the Cardinals have been. If you're backing them this year, ATS, they are cashing checks for you, man. And they're minus four at home, taking on Miami two a time, one and zero. Oh. Are you on the side of Miami with the points, Kelly, or are you back in Arizona? Uh, this is a this is a game that I, I I have not done anything with yet, except I but I do lean Arizona, and it could it could eventually end up being in in one of my accounts before kickoff. 
four and a half that spread and kind of in that dead area. It, it bothers me if this was anywhere. If this was a three, which I, I think I would without a doubt be laying it with Arizona. Um, you know, Dolphins are. I don't want to. I don't really want to take. You know, give too much credit to Tua for what he did last week, or take too much away from him. That was a. Uh, uh, you know, it's your first start. He really didn't have a great game. The Dolphins defense carried that uh, carried that team during that game and, and really shut down the Rams and, and kind of made it easy for them to win that game. So I think it's a whole other story when we're talking about going on the road to Arizona, uh, you know, for, for kind of a spotlight game with two young quarterbacks with a lot of hype around them. So I, I and Arizona coming off a bye, uh, I, I, I'm, I think I would lean the Arizona side. I can't imagine I would play the Dolphins this week. Arizona, I mean, it's very quickly kind of what I what, kind of what I expected of, of them to do uh, heading into the season. It took a while to get there, but they're kind, they're finally starting to do it now. You saw it in that Seattle game. Is they look very much like the Seahawks. The defense is not much better, but I don't know. You want to try to get the shootout with this team. I, and Kyler Murray, I love those receivers are great. Uh, I, this is a team that I think could run away from some teams here, and I think this is—it's I think it's a really interesting matchup: the Dolphins' defense versus Cardinals' offense. I think on the flip side is, is the Dolphins' offense going to be able to do enough to really win that game? So I lean Arizona. I haven't done anything with that yet, but might end up um, having a bet on that side. All right, we only have a couple minutes. Unfortunately, I could talk to you for an hour here, mm-hmm. Kelly, and I appreciate it. By the way, 49ers, that last second touchdown uh, for the over to come in, 34-17, yeah. Packers final. Um, <laughs> but let me just ask you, what what are a, a game or two, it doesn't matter, something that you're keying in on for Sunday that we haven't talked about, if there is one. Yeah, there's a lot. Uh, you know, we we hit. You know, Ravens is uh, Ravens and Ravens and Packers are my favorite games going in. I would yep. look uh, one game I've not bet yet, but I very low might hear this evening is uh, Washington laying only two and a half at home to the Giants. Uh, Washington, I think when you as far as you talk about a horrible NFC East, the Washington defense is the best unit in the division. It's it's better than anybody's offense or anybody's defense in the division, in my opinion. So laying only two and a half at home, that's a side I like. Uh, Chiefs, great teaser candidate this week, uh, in my opinion. This is, uh, you know, there's probably a couple different options you can tie it into. Uh, one of the teasers I did earlier in the week was teased up the Raiders when they were still at one and a half, got them to seven and a half. With the Chiefs, brought it down to five. I think if you could tease something with the Chiefs, that's a that's a great option. There's a few, not some great teaser options out there this week, but that's one that I. Uh, uh, I, if you're into playing teasers, I think you can absolutely tie that that one uh, into a bunch. And hey, uh, you're gonna you're gonna hear me say that a lot of, throughout the year as far as Chiefs and teasers. That's for sure. <laughs> and, I, and I'm gonna join you most likely throughout the year uh, as well. Kelly Bidlin, follow him on Twitter at Kelly Vsin K E L L E Y V S I N. Does a great job over at Vsin, and you can. Hear him before I come on, 8 p.m. to 10 a.m. right here on Sports Betting Radio Atlantic City. Kelly, I appreciate your time, man. Enjoy the rest of your night. Ryan, awesome stuff. Thanks for having me, man. Yep, thank you. There he is. Kelly providing great insight and having a lot of fun with us here. And, man, that's a bad beat. The Niners said to Kelly, ah, there's no way, right? First of all, whenever anyone says it's a lock and or there's no way, there's a way, and the door's unlocked. (laughs) So say no more. 
my goodness. Over comes in there last second. Packers still win big. They certainly cover 34-17. The slop fest is over. Uh, hour and a half down. Fun show. Fun show, ladies and gents. Hope you're having as much fun as I am. And uh, much more to get into. So we got to take a break. When we come back, NFL Week 9. I'll throw out some election updated betting odds. NFL futures market. And you know what? We've been doing so much NFL just for fun. I'm going to throw out some NBA futures. All right? I'm going to keep you on your on your toes. Or is it on your heels? I don't know. We're taking a break. says there's no reason to panic. I'm not even panicking. Like, I've skipped panic. I've just given up. How are we supposed to take this team seriously? There's just no sizzle to Cam Newton with hoodie.